Welcome to the Good Dumps Podcast, episode 14. With your hosts, Kalahala and G-Man. Hey, how's it going? Alright, so we had... I we, we skipped a week here. We had some issues. Uh, I got sick. I had the vid. And then we were trying to get something during the week. And then it just... Our schedules weren't lining up. Also, worth noting, I am actively sick. If you're going to hear a fucking sneeze and a nose blow or two, I apologize. But it's been too long. And we needed to get a fucking episode out. So I'm topping it out. And, you know, we're actually, uh, this is the the double episode I'm very excited for. Ugh. Well, well this one at least is going to be just the, uh, oh my god. The Central. We're just doing the Central, but we're recording two episodes today because we're obviously behind and we want to get stuff out. So we're going to do the Central. This will be just one episode. You know, however long it takes us to do that. And then as soon as we're done, we're going to refresh, get all our, you know, information uploaded again. And then we're going to knock out the Atlantic, too. <laughs> we're going to record one, let Gerard blow his nose, and then do another <laughs> one. I don't need more than a nose blow. I need fucking a Percocet and a beer or something, because I'm fucking all over the place. Oh, I don't know. please. <laughs> I don't know what it is, dude. It's something, I think it's something about, like, living by the marsh. Like, my background is actually a marsh, so I think that with my house being so close to it and, like, all the rain that we've been getting, like, the sporadic bullshit rain, I just, I wake up, and if I don't take an allergy pill, I'm a fucking train wreck for, like, at least an hour. Yeah, I've been there. Ugh. But I'm happy to hear you're over the, the COVID. I know the whole fucking house had it. Yeah, so the kids brought it home, and then it worked its way through. Or I might have brought it home. I don't know. There's also suspicion I had it first. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I went through the house, and on top of that, I done the shittiest. The day before, I was sitting there I was uh, on the couch. I was eating some almonds, and my fucking tooth cracked. Oh! No. Yeah. That is awful. So then I have to. I went made a dentist appointment, and the day I feel the shittiest, obviously that's when I have to go to the dentist, and they're like, "Yeah, you need a root canal and a crown." Yeah, that's gross. And they're like a thousand dollars. Ugh. This is why you brush your teeth. I do, but fucking shit happens. This is why you don't smoke. I'm actually working on quitting. Get out of here. Good for you, bro. It yeah, sucks. I, have, I haven't fucking spread the news, but because I don't want to do that, and then when somebody sees me smoking a cigarette, they fucking freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. No, but I haven't, smoked, I, haven't, I haven't smoked a full cigarette in like two days. Yeah, man. Start somewhere. I did the vape thing, which I, sounds cheesy, but it actually did work for me. The only thing um, is that you're going to have the problem where you're going to smoke. It's like <laughs> you, you're you smoking cigarettes, everything's fucking fine and dandy, and then you get a vape, and you will smoke 24-7, because obviously you can smoke it inside. And then yeah. I, I just, it's like fucking methadone. I just had a lot easier of a time getting off the vape than I did the actual cigarettes. Yeah, so I'm working on that. Um, 
But anyway, enough about us. Yeah, let's m- let's move into the hockey talk. Um, there's a couple things before we dive into the Central. We're gonna start off with my favorite team in the Central, the Coyotes. Love but them. there was a couple things of news. Mm. Kulikov, Dmitry Kulikov, got traded by the Minnesota Wild to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks for literally nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I like the trade, though. I like Kulikov. He's fucking solid. Yeah, you know, Kulikov is a guy I feel like I look at with rose-colored glasses just because back in, like, I don't know, like NHL 12 or 13, because, you know, he's been in the league a while at this point. Um, When he was, like, a rookie, I drafted him, and he had, like, really, really high potential. So I had him on my team, and he ended up exploding and doing really well. So, like, I always, like, yeah, Kulikov, like, he's good. But the fact that he just got traded for literally nothing has to kind of tell you something. Like, yeah, it could have been a salary dump for Minnesota, which they obviously need all the help they can get. But even still, like, if it was really that bad, like, I don't know. You could have still got something for him, I would think. In in the old NHL games, like 12 through 15, when you would play the Panthers, it was pretty much the only person you had to – worry about where fucking was Kulikov. Like, he would yeah. always be like, oh, he's gonna lay you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, he. I remember him being a big kid, too. I wonder how tall he is. Just because I have it open. In- oh, no, he's, he's, he's the same height as me. 6'1". And yeah. not even it's a shade over 200 pounds. I don't know why I thought he was bigger than that. I think because he plays that way. That's true. Not for nothing, if you think but- about it, like from um, uh, Anaheim's perspective, like at the very least, he's like a number four, you know. And their defense was already pretty good. The Klingberg, Fowler, Shattenkirk, Kulikov, like that's that's a pretty decent top four. That's not even including their young guys. I mean, dude, look at it. he. His play hasn't declined really over yeah. the last few over the last few years. I mean, he was with Winnipeg. He had ten points, and he was. He, uh, let's see, he was only minus four. And that wasn't a very good Winnipeg team. And then... I I think think he might, I don't know, it's not a very good Anaheim team right now either, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, he he went to, when he played on New Jersey, I mean, he was hurt a lot of the time. He only played 38 games. I I didn't even know he was on New Jersey. Yeah, he played one season with Jersey. And he had two assists and was minus four, and that was twenty the twenty twenty season. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he got hurt, but and then he only played. Oh, okay, hold on. I I forgot that New Jersey traded him to Edmonton, and then he ended that season ah. in Edmonton. Ah, it's all starting to make because I th- I thought he went from New Jersey to the Wild. I forgot we traded him. Regardless, solid pickup. He's not a he's not an offensive defenseman. He's just a solid defenseman, like number bottom four defenseman. Like he could yeah, play second say. pair. Yeah, he could he could do second pair. You know, especially if he gets paired with the right guy on Anaheim. Um, I don't, I wouldn't love him and Shattenkirk together because they can both they both have the you know a 
option of being a liability sometimes, but you figure it out. Um, for them, whatever, you got a guy for free. Who gives a shit, you know? Paige Thompson re-signed with the Buffalo Sabres. I love that signing. I, I, I love Tage Thompson. I think that kid's got, like, incredible potential. I think he's, like, what Jack Eichel should have been, you know? Like, I, I think it, they can It was around. so funny because I think a few episodes ago, we talked about Tage Thompson and how much you like him. I don't really know much about him because I didn't watch a lot of Buffalo games over the last couple of years. He, he's, um, he's real big. He's 6'6". Six, six. And he's got he's he skates like he's not that big if that makes sense like he's almost got not obviously he's quicker than you think bro. yeah and he's got very good hands so you know um, well, I I heard somebody shit I was listening to a hockey podcast where they were shitting on this they were like calling him dog shit it was his first really good season right so last season he didn't do dog shit he didn't play a full season but he didn't do shit and. um you know, he was a minus 17, so it doesn't look great. But he's on Buffalo. Like, he's going to be a minus. I think he's talented. And if Buffalo does it right and they build around him, and I say do it right because they've done it wrong, like, if they can build a decent team around him and give him pieces, he could he could do very well. I know that, like, just, like, from last season, because that's most of my experience with him that's most of his everyone's experience with him he seemed to have a decent chemistry with Olsen um and you know they're both young guys Skinner like he's got to be your number one winger because of how much money he makes but there's a lot of young guys on that team that I really like and if you could find chemistry between some of them you, you could definitely like Tage Thompson's a guy to build around I think and uh obviously well, they just resigned Lukanen. How do you say? It? Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ, Uka Lukapekanen or some shit no. like that. Uka uh, Lukanen. Yeah, I, think I was close. That yeah. was yeah. That that was it. I was close though for not looking at it because when I say that name, I have to look at it or I yeah. fucked it up. I'm looking at it and I definitely said it wrong anyway. So like, yeah, it's Uka Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, I I think. I, I really like this signing. It's a lot of money, obviously, and uh, they, there's high possibility to get burned by this signing. But I think the opposite will happen. Like because it's a it's a lot of money. You know, he's making over seven million. But I could see in three years this be a very good signing, just because in three years I think he'll be worth more than that. You know, dangerous predictions, but I think it's a good idea personally. All right, so, and I I mean, I think it's a good deal. I don't know why people are shitting on it, but I like it. Um, real quick, before we get to Arizona, Penguins extended their coach for a three-year contract. So, Mike Sullivan, he's going to be there as long as fucking Sidney Crosby wants him to be. The, the Penguins are just, they're just trying to hold on to the fire of what they used to have. You know what? They're not doing a terrible job at it, though. I think, I mean, no, they've held on to all their pieces. The only problem is that everyone's getting old, you know? They have Sidney Crosby. Like, Sidney Crosby is still looking very good, so it's whatever. Um, well, yeah, I have to admit it. Uh, I thought I saw a little bit of a slip in Melkin's name, uh, game last season, but I know he was also battling injury. And then, honestly, I really. I hate to say it, but I don't think Latang looked 
terrible last season either. Um, so yeah, you're holding on to all the pieces, and you you've seen a slight dip in production from Tampa, uh, Tampa from Pittsburgh. But listen, age catches all of us. Eventually, these guys are going to start looking poorly. Like they're going to start looking bad, and. You know, if you're Pittsburgh, it's still not the end of the world. Just because, you know, in my opinion, Malkin took a pretty team-friendly deal. Even though he's 60, uh, 36, you know, 6.1 Yeah. <laughs> he's still out there. He's still doing the job. Um, Gordy Howe style. I was just going to say the Gordy Howe. Yeah. You know, 6.1 for Malkin is not terrible, honestly. It's for four years, so let's see how bad it gets. but. The the the, the Latang signing is long. Like same thing, six point one, but you get him for six years. And it's like and Pittsburgh is basically doing kind of almost sort of what the Rangers are doing, where it's like they know that now is their time. So they threw money at these guys long term because they're like, Well, in three years it's not gonna matter. We're gonna be shit regardless. So uh, we're going to be at the at the cap floor anyway. Might as well just give these guys long term deals and just hope it works That's- out in the short term. That's a problem for the next general manager. Exactly. Yep. The only other thing, I don't uh, know if you even saw this because you didn't bring it up, but did you see JT Miller got signed? No, I actually just saw that and I wanted to bring that up because I am glad JT Miller is good. Um, I guess Vancouver is where he decided to pop off, but. Yeah. Figures. He's been good for he's been good for a while. People were shitting on him, but I mean, he had a ninety nine point season last year. Yeah, Vancouver's a very strange team because I feel like yeah, they should right? be so much better than they are, and they just aren't. Well, it, it, it's not often you have a have a player on your team have ninety nine points for a season, and you're still dog shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and in terms of, like, the guys on their team, like, I like Elias Patterson. I like Brock Besser. Maybe Bo Horvat. Although, actually, there is a pretty significant drop-off there because I, I honestly don't know. I know Connor Garland, but a lot of these names are kind of like, mm, like Tanner so, Pearson. But, and Thatcher Demko. So, yeah, he, he, he signed. It. it was What are you saying about Demko? Well, I was raving about him the other day because he – I think he's – Really good. Yeah, JT Miller, eight mil a year. Wait, eight? I thought it was seven. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. It is eight million. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Especially they're going to have Quinn Hughes coming off the book soon, aren't they? Yeah, and they're over the cap right now. Yeah, they're 2.7 million over. So, they got a lot I mean, of money signed into those big names like Bohor, uh, not Bohor, but Brock Besser and Elias Patterson. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Quinn Hughes is already signed. Oh, fuck. I thought he was getting 785. Oh, that's right. That was last offseason. Fuck me. I'm cutting that shit out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so, okay. anyway, let's, go on. let's start with the divisions. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to start in Arizona. So, I'll start it off here. Uh, Arizona, they're... I mean, they have Andrew Andre La- Andrew Ladd, Clayton Keller, Chikrin, and 20 mil cap space. 
Yeah. Um, they're obviously not going to do anything this season. I, I another team like they have a couple of guys that I like, but I mean, so many names on that team were salary dumps. Like, obviously Andrew Ladd. You know, there's that Cassian trade we talked about in the last episode. Like, it's just it's it, Patrick Nemeth from the Rangers. Even, um, if you look like if you go on cap friendly and look at how many draft picks they have over the next three years, it's crazy. Like. The only thing that I don't like about the way they did it is that the bulk of their draft picks aren't even next year. Like their draft, they have, let's see, in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Jesus like, Christ, 2025. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so I'm saying. So they have a lot of draft picks. It's just not now. And it's like, but you're in rebuild mode now. So I get yeah, rebuilding. To... They had to rebuild the stadium first. Well, I get if you weren't able to facilitate like certain trades, like that's fine. But like the point, the fans are gonna get fucking over this, especially in Arizona. Like they obviously don't have the biggest, the biggest fan base ever, anyway. So you would have wanted to get twenty twenty three picks or even twenty twenty two picks, and they didn't really do that. They had a lot of twenty two twenty twenty two picks, but twenty twenty three, the only extra pick they have is Washington's in the third. So you know, if they're in rebuild mode. They, I would have liked to have maybe pushed that up a couple of years. Because, yeah, 24 and 25, you're you're bound to hit with all these picks. You're going to hit on somebody. It's just going to take a while. And as much as some of the pieces they have are okay, it does seem like they're just going to be a dumping grounds for salary for at least the next three years. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of fucking work to do. And they're ASU just named the stadium Mullet Arena. The Mullet. <laughs> the it's like you can't make this shit up. Like it's not obviously after the fucking haircut. It's after the people who helped get ASU into Division One hockey. Yeah. The they Mullet probably, family. They were probably but, just thinking like, how are we supposed to get people into the arena? Well, they're not there to watch the game. So memes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what do kids like these days? <laughs> Memes. What are those pictures the kids are always looking at on the interwebs? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. Arizona so anyway, but uh, dude, imagine fucking Arizona wins the Stanley Cup somehow. Impossible. With not e- not even fucking playing in an a- uh, NHL stadium. I mean, that would be pretty funny. Fucking five thousand people in the arena. Honestly, I mean, uh, this place is packed. It's like an oversized classroom. I mean, even as a Rangers fan, like I would see like how much are tickets? Who knows? Because Arizona probably has about four thousand fans, and there's five thousand seats. So who knows? Maybe they're cheap. You get it for the price. You got to account for those Vegas games where they just drop their fans drive down. Yeah, well, hopefully they don't play Vegas in the Stanley Cup if that happens. All right, so yeah, but they have a lot of fucking cap space, dude. Twenty million is a lot. Yeah, but what do you do with it? I mean, honestly, I would just sit on it. Yeah, I would wait because more teams are going to need to dump salary. Especially look at how many people. Hang on. Excuse me. Look at how many people are over the salary cap. Like a lot of people. So guys who still need to dump salary. So just sit tight. Don't sign anybody. So here, here's what I would do. If I was them, I would go look at who's out there in free agency. 
I would re-sign Keith Yandel. I would I would sign fucking Sonny Milano. I would sign PK Subban. I would sign Jay Beagle and Victor Rask. And I would take players like that fucking and at the trade deadline. Bye. Yeah. Well, I think fixed. you can so you know, you could do both because we'll see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's twelve teams that are over the salary cap right now. Right? So a team like Vegas who's ten mil over the cap, they have to dump some big pieces. And if you're Arizona, just hold tight because whoever they want to dump is not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, a game changer, right? They're going to trade away little pieces who make like half a mil, a uh, half a mil, five mil. Uh, well, you saw Vegas start to you, Vegas. I forgot to say this in the opening, they traded Aiden Hill to San Jose this week too. Yeah, I saw that. So that's so, so there. Yeah. So that's two mil cap space off. Um. But yeah, they're gonna they're trying to get rid of as much as they can without being like, ah, oh, fuck, we gotta trade William Carlson. Yeah. So you know, you sit tight, and if they offer you like a third or whatever, fuck it, why not? You know, you already have, especially in twenty twenty three, because that's your weakest draft in the next three years. So if they offer you, hey, I don't know, weaponize st- your cap space. Exactly, because you're in a rebuild. And the best way to ex- expedite that rebuild is to get draft picks. So if they offer you somebody and they're like, I'll give you a third round, take it. Fuck it. You know, Vegas doesn't really have a lot left over other than their first. But, you know, if they offer you anything, be like, give me a third and then, I don't know, a fucking sixth. Because why not? And then there you go. It's just more, more you're increasing the odds that you're going to hit on somebody. Because some fucking, you know, guy like Zuccarello wasn't even drafted. Like, it happens. So the more fucking shit you throw at the wall, the more it's bound to stick. So, here's here's the oddball scenario I want to see from Arizona this year. I want to see Gothis Bear play like their best player, and they trade him to a contender. And then it just be a middle finger to Philly. Ha! He did look all right last year. And uh, they have that, that goaltender, Mamelka. I like him, too. He looks like he's talented. You know, it, it always seems like Arizona's goalies look good when they're there, and then they don't look so hot when they leave. But uh, that kid looks talented. And it sucks because he's almost in, like, a John Gibson era. Like, you're you're stuck on a team that's absolutely on the downswing. I, although, at this point, I don't know how lower Arizona can get. There's only up. So, Do you think Chikrin moves this year? I don't think so. He is like a long-term piece. Like he's a guy that you want on your team for years to come. So he's got I mean, three year. He's got he's got three years left at four point six million, which is for a lot of teams has a lot of cap space. Yeah, especially if you know if you're looking at the deadline and Arizona's willing to hold on to some of that, it's it's a smart move. Like if they hold half of that, you're get you're getting what is probably a top two defenseman for. 2.3 for three years. But that's the thing. If you're Arizona, you know that. So you're smart about it. And you say, all right, you, you want him at the deadline? Great. At least a first because he's a long-term option. And then you're going to have to throw some prospects my way. Like that's a very 
like juicy piece for Arizona, which sucks because I like Chikrin and I'd like to see him stay there. But with how shitty they are and how talented he is, for him, it's probably best that he leaves because they're not going to be able to rebuild around him. They just don't have anything yet. They need to get rid of some of the bullshit that's stuck on their roster and then get some some kids coming up from the uh, from the A that'll you know spark the offense. They don't really have like Chikrin's good. I don't know if he's like build around me good. And uh, in terms of their no, offense, but I think he, he I think and that's it. I think he can be a good, um, he could be like Blake Coleman, like that final piece a team needs. Yeah, I could see that. He's talented, for sure. Um, and at the, like I said, at the deadline, you're going to have to absolutely pay. But for a team, like a fringe team that's looking for like that one piece, fuck it, you know? All right, so instead of, instead of makes the playoffs, doesn't make the playoffs for this team, I'm going to say, where do you think they're going to draft next year? <laughs> uh, top three. They're just that bad. The only reason that they would be successful is if Mamelka has a very, very good season, and I don't think he's good enough to do that. I think he's good, but, I mean, the team is just so, ugh, you know? The, the best yeah, thing I'm actually, the I'm actually chicken. writing... I'm writing this down. You say top three. I'm gonna say top. Yeah, that's that's the safe bet. I'll 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 go with the unsafe one and just say top three because I do think that that's where they'll end up. Uh, next up is Chicago. I'm gonna let you start off with them. Oh well, I I Chicago is a very interesting team, especially because like they almost did the same the same thing that I said that Arizona should do. Um, but they have. I I, I think that. They want to sell everybody. They want everybody gone, right? From my understanding, they've been trying to get rid of Patrick Kane. They've actively been asking questions like, hey, who wants him? Like, but he, what I read was that he doesn't want to leave until the season starts. So, okay, but it's just not, Chicago doesn't really have a snowball's chance in hell, you know? Like, their goalies, Right now, I, I can't remember who was starting. I think it was Lekkonen who was starting for them last year. Right now, it's Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. Um, Case and Kane have modi- modified no trade clauses, so yeah, they, they can, can kind them. of facilitate. They yeah, can waive them, but they could also say like, "I'm not sure if it works in the sense of where they could be like, I accept to be traded to New York." That's exactly but, what they can do. Yeah. But I don't want to be traded there till fucking October eighteenth. Yeah. No, I mean I don't, they, I don't think it holds that much power. They are no, they that's exactly what it is. Because they could literally just say, I don't want to go anywhere. And if that's the case, that's they stay. That's the whole point of a no movement clause. But they don't they, 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 have, they can leave okay. their own clause under their own conditions so they can say i want to be traded but just in new york like that's that's something they can do because it's their it's they're the ones with all the power in this situation yeah and i just don't again in terms of like their success next year i don't see anything that makes them successful right patrick kane and jonathan taze are always guys that are going to do well but you know their their goaltending is just ugh. I, I like Morazic, but you know as well as well as anybody, he's streaky. 
Staylock has always been like a mid-tier guy. He's not going to get you anywhere. Um, you know, Seth Jones had a lousy year last year. I don't think Seth Jones is bad, but I think he had a very bad year last year. And if that continues, he's, just woof. Dude, he uh, he definitely didn't earn that contract last year. No. But he's talent. He looks so good in Columbus. I liked him a lot there. I, um, I like him a lot and since he's been with Nashville. I yeah, always like him. Nashville, yeah. I just, I think that I, I'm not selling him short because, it, you know what, he could have just had a bad year. Maybe a new contract, new season, new stadium, all that fucking shit, whatever. So maybe he has a bounce back year. I mean, who knows? Even if he does, like, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, like, if I, if it's up to me, I'm doing what I can to trade away all the pieces that I have, okay? That includes Kane. I'm pretty sure Tane, uh, Taze won't waive his no-movement clause, so you're stuck with him. But it's only for the year, so it is what it is. Um, if you could trade Tyler Johnson, give it a shot, but um, I'm pretty sure he has so no-movement. So Taze might go – Taze will get traded sooner than Kane. What makes you say that? Did, wasn't Taze the one saying that he want like they're looking for the trade actively? No, 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 that's Kane. Oh, I, dude, I've mixed them up since they've been in the league. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, but that... yeah, there, did you see the thing on Twitter that it was like, oh, he's in New York, and there was like a duffel bag with a Blackhawks logo on it on the curb. Yeah, that's it's not it's fake news. <laughs> It's just not real, especially like maybe to Buffalo. He see this is the thing. He's from Buffalo. I'm pretty sure. Now I have to check because I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he's from Buffalo. Uh, yes, he is. Um, but he, you remember like a couple of years ago, he had all those rape accusations from Buffalo. So it's like, um, yeah, it's. Great I'm coming home. home. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that uh, he wants to go back to all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, we were talking about Buffalo earlier. They brought back their third jersey, the red and black one. I love that jersey. That is a dope jersey. Maybe I'll get a Tage Thompson jersey in the button, uh, the red and black. Oh, you can wear it with me with my fucking Hughes jersey jersey. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the Blackhawks are fucked. If, if, listen, I, I, I'll take the safe bet on them, but top five. In the in the draft, and again, Ooh, you're going the same way. Oh yeah, I think they, they they're smart. Again, it sounds like for Kane and Taze, they're kind of handcuffed by the players. But the second you get the opportunity, put them on the block and see what you can get because you could probably get a first for both of them. All right, so I'll say, uh, Kane is not going to uh, Toronto. He's not going to the Rangers. Yeah. If it goes to any of those two teams, a team like Arizona is going to get involved and shit's going to be messy. For some reason, the NHL does not do three-way trades like the MLB does. It just doesn't work out as nicely. All right, you know what I think will be fun? If you had to pick a random team, and this doesn't have to be based on fact, no, nothing, right? So pick a random team that you think Patrick Kane might end up on. Oh, and yeah, let's write the, I'm going to, we'll see where he actually goes. All right. Yeah. So I'll go first. I'll say Kane. Hmm. Uh, 
Who's going to take Patrick Kane randomly? Who would be the most random team? Just out of curiosity, I'm going to look at the cap and see who has. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at the cap, but I'm trying to see what would be the most doable. I'm thinking about who would have doable cap space in my head. Um, if I'm looking for the team, I think would be the most fun. Carolina. I think that, it'd be cool well, to I was see him playing too. alongside all of those veterans. Uh, all those veterans, rather, all those rookies. All right, so. I want to say, as a random fat, like a random right off the top, Carolina. But yeah. where my my actual pick is going to be Smashville. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting, but I don't know. It would be weird to see him play with Matt Duchesne. Um, I don't know. There's a couple teams that I'm looking at, and I'm like, ooh, that would be cool. It would be cool to well, see. Well, one play. of the ones I was thinking of was the Kraken. I don't know, maybe as a franchise guy, but no, because everything is everyone's going to hear Patrick Kane and think of Chicago. So I don't know if I like that for Seattle. I'll say that, especially, oh, dude, no, because Seattle is Libville. So all those liberals, if they sign Patrick Kane, they're going to fucking riot because they said he raped a lady one time. I don't know whatever happened with that. I don't know if it was confirmed or denied, but it was a thing. Well, he's not in jail, so I would say he's safe. You know where I say he goes? Again, no, no backing to this, but. The Edmonton Oilers, Ooh, Connor McDavid, like and the Canes. It's going to be a nice little Oreo up there, or a backwards Oreo. An Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh, I would be fuck. stoked on that. And I hate Evander Kane, but I love Patrick Kane. And I love Evander Kane, dude. I hate him. He's such an asshole, dude. And dude, you I put the two of them on a line with Connor McDavid. I think that would be fun. At, first off, even even take Evander Kane out of that equation. If you patch a Kane on a line with Connor McDavid, I think that would be probably one of the most interesting things to watch in hockey ever. Or, or have him with Drysidle. Okay, so well, take Evander Kane off the line. So Drysidle, Kane, and uh, McDavid. That would be sick. Yeah, I, I think that that's my random weird. Prediction that I would love to see happen. All right. Um, and you said they go the Chicago picks in the top five. I'm gonna say they're top ten. Okay. Yeah. Again, safe. Some people would call you a pussy, but I, I won't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the defending Stanley Cup, Cup champions. That's what that, we got peanut butter in our mouths today. <laughs> just, yeah, dude. I can't fucking speak. Together. Yeah, no, I'm the, the, I'm the same way. Uh, but the Avalanche. I think they're poised to repeat as back-to-back champions. So I'll be they honest, upgraded but, at goaltender. Like, they fucking yeah. stole Georgiev from the Rangers. Yeah, that was not a very good... I mean, I think they got, what, a second, a third, and a fifth? I might be making that up. They they got uh, some some decent picks, which I mean, listen, if you're the Rangers, you're basically getting them for free, so I won't complain about that. Um, you know, in terms of like big pieces, they all stayed. You lost Kadri, which Kadri is interesting because you lost him in he was such a big piece in the postseason, so a lot of the same guys stayed, but you lost that gritty captain-esque sort of player i think that colorado is still going to be a very good team and i think they'll make the playoffs 
I'm curious to see how they react to the loss of Kadri because he was asking for a fucking bag, and I understand why they didn't pay him. But I do think they're going to feel that in the postseason. And I don't know that – I think that it's big they, enough they, loss. They couldn't, they couldn't pay him a bag because they have McKinnon coming off the fucking – like he's yeah. a free agent next year. And who knows? Yeah. He might say fuck off and want to go play with Sidney Crosby because him and Sid are best friends. I mean, you know, I don't think Pittsburgh has the the cap for all that, but I think that if you're, I, I see your point. And you know what's funny to realize that like Colorado, they look like the the LA Rams. They have a first round pick and then a fifth round pick. <laughs> they lost all their draft picks for whatever reason trades, <laughs> but. Yeah, Colorado, they're definitely uh, light on draft picks over the next couple of years. So they still, better plan to win. Yeah, they're still good enough. And just talking about their defense, I forgot that Sam Gerard was out a lot of the postseason. So that's a huge Oh, yeah, he, he fucking got murdered. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this. I could see them making the Western Conference Finals. Maybe even the the Stanley Cup. I don't know if they win though. I really do think that they're going to get hit by the Nazem Kadri loss a lot more than people realize. But they're still a very very good team. Any team with Cal McCarr, honestly, like that kid is such a fucking stud. And Sam Gerrard's very good too. It's just a lot of people don't talk about him because he missed a lot of the postseason. So we'll see on that. I think that they'll be very very good. And uh, you know, even hypothetically, we were talking about like trades at the deadline. They still have 3.9 at the cap. So if they needed to, they could make a move um, at the deadline. The only problem is they have no picks left, so they'd have to give up some prospects. Or their first. Yeah, in the next couple of years, they don't have a lot of prospects coming in. So if they want to try to do that, they're going to have to make some trades. Yeah. That'll be interesting to watch. Like I said, they're still so fucking good. And watching them play is a lot of fun. Now that they have goaltending a little, you know, that's a good point too, though. Like, I shouldn't shoot them down because I think they improved a lot at goaltender. But we'll see. You know what? Gurdjieff could fall off. We never know. Got to watch out for that altitude. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right. So you said they're going to either lose in the conference finals or the finals. You don't know if they have enough to repeat. I and think they absolutely I, do, but I think Kadri could be the make or break for them. Without seeing Georgiev and what he's going to do next year, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna be really bold here. I'm gonna say they repeat. Wow, that's tough. How could they repeat when my New York Rangers are going to win? <laughs> it's going to be really hard when the Devils are supposed to win the Cup this year. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Devils so, all the way for sure. I'm going to fucking break my heart here. and Yeah, I'm going to say Colorado loses or wins the Cup. Well, that's a bold statement, but I respect it. At least you weren't flipped off. Um, Overall, they're. I think if they do, they're gonna have to re- improve at the trade deadline. Yes, I. I think that's. And, a good I, point. and if I, if Gorgiev, Georgiev, not Gorgiev, Georgiev, you say his name wrong. Oh, Georgiev. 
George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten. Uh, yeah. Uh, if he gets hurt, my uh, my predictions off the board. I don't think they repeat. Um, yeah. Dallas is our next team. Love me some Dallas, Dallas Stars. We talked about Ottinger resigning already. Yeah, I have a question. I'm I'm cutting you off a little bit, but um, Dallas Stars goal song, yay or nay? Do you know that? Nay. Nay? I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. Of course it's, you do. It's so dumb, but I love it. Something about, like, Dallas, stars. It's like, that's it. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I do love it. Yeah, thanks, Alexa. <laughs> no, uh, come, I, I'll tell you what, fucking, we, we're going to have to do an episode on Goal Song just because that, that I could be talk fun. about them for... For fucking hours, um, yeah, and especially the his- recent history with the Devils. Yeah, oh yeah, I hate that. Smashville too. Yeah, so, and we just talked about one of the best goal songs in the league, Chicago's. <laughs> I do love that's another one I love too. But you, you know what? One thing that we uh, disagree on: you love Columbus's. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know why you hate that. That's a fucking just, amazing I don't know. Song. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't flow right for me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway the Stars. Anyway, all right. So Dallas Stars, new coach Peter DeBoer. They <laughs> lost Klingberg and not much else. I mean, yeah. they have cap space. Um, I don't know how they're looking on draft picks over the next couple of years, but they obviously think they're poised to make a good run. Absolutely. I don't. <laughs> no, wait, really? I think they could. No, I I I don't think they can get further than they did this year. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I mean, listen, I don't I don't see them winning the cup by any means. But they're starting to have some young guys like come out of the woodwork and um you know, I've always liked a lot of their defensemen, John Klingberg included. I've always liked Klingberg. Um, Miro Haskinen is really good, and he signed for a while. Essa Lindell is pretty good, and they have Suter. Um, they got Colin Miller. I actually didn't even know that, but that's cool. Y- uh, Yanni Hockenpah, who is just the funnest name to say ever in fucking professional sports. Um, so they have good defense, right? I'm not in love with their offense. It could be better, but dude, Jason Robertson is a stud, man. That kid looks really fucking good, and you should pay him all of the money as soon as possible. Um, but even with all that being said, like I definitely think that make or break, They're and tough. I say it all the time, I know, make or break, Jake Ottinger, it's gotta be. Like, you know, Hudobin is out for the foreseeable future, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So you live and die by Jake Ottinger. And you have Wedgwood to back him up, but Wedgwood has always kind of been like a mid-tier guy. He's not gonna bring you to the cup. If Ottinger plays the way he did in the last postseason, he could absolutely bring you further than you deserve to be. Again, maybe not a cup, but maybe even as far as the conference finals. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, Scott Wedgwood, I mean, he's bounced between Arizona and New Jersey over his career. He's never been terrible, but he's never been, like, a high-caliber goalie. He's he's just... He's an NHL goalie. That's all he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I like him. He seems like a nice guy. I've watched a bunch of interviews. 
with him. He's mm. it seems like he's a good dude, but I mean he's not even that old. He's only thirty and goalies yeah. take longer to develop. So fucking fast forward three years when fucking he's winning the Vesna for fucking <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's it's definitely he's at the very least he's a good number B option. Um, and uh, you know, you forget that Hudobin's there. Like I forgot he was there, and I don't even know if he's gonna play next season. Like from, from I think they already said he's out for the year. Yeah, I thought so, but I, I I couldn't find it. I was trying to look it up right now, and I couldn't find anything. But I think you're right. I think he. He's like done. Like he's like Ben Bishop status now. <clears throat> you know, he was 36 when when he got injured, so it's possible. Either way, you know, like I I think that if they can get another piece or two, they could be very interesting to watch. They're still very interesting to watch. I love watching Jason Robinson. And again, their defense is really good. And uh, I, you know, I Yanni like Hockenbach. watching that girl behind the bench. <laughs> yeah, she's got OnlyFans. I don't know if you knew that. I'll send you the link. Hold on, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you over me ripping the credit card out of my pocket. <laughs> Your Velcro on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. Um, so I, I, I'm gonna say they're a bubble team, and I'm gonna say Dallas actually misses the playoffs this year. I disagree. Um, one thing that I will say is that Peter DeBoer, every time he's in a new team, always overperforms. So, yeah, he, he's say, a three year coach. Yeah, I'll say second round exit. All right. Um, Sorry, I'm just writing this down. Pardon the silence. Second round exit. I'm just slowly dying. It's fine. Everything's okay. Uh, <laughs> just fucking allergies choking you out over there. Oh my god, you have no idea. If we could just speed this process along so I could just die and get it over with, that'd be swell. Uh, well, Minnesota's <laughs> next. Um, I'll start off since you're dying. Um, part of the... is funny because kind of part of the notes I had was they had Kulikov... And <laughs> and he's gonna be an interesting player to watch with them because he could be traded at the trade deadline. Yeah. Well, now he's an Anaheim Duck, so <laughs> we kind of already talked about him. Uh, Minnesota, I have to. I mean, so uh, Dumba's good. They're. I think their window was la- ended last year, and they knew it. They have no fucking cap space. I don't think they're going to do shit next year. Um, and They're going to live and die with flour, and that's yeah. pretty much it. So I'm going to say Minnesota misses. I can definitely see that. Um, you know, the thing that always hurt. Minnesota and it's going to hurt them for at least another three years is the dead cap. So, uh, you know, I like a lot of the guys on that team to a point. Um, and Karol Kaprizov, I almost feel terrible for him. First off, do we even know, is he coming back next season or is he fucking fighting the Ukrainians now? <laughs> cause I know he was stuck in Russia cause they were like, Oh, you have to serve. So I, th- I, I think he's going to be fine. 
Okay. I, I didn't ever get an update on that, so I was curious. Um, well, if, if Kulikov is fine and he is Russian, I'm sure that fucking Capri cool. Sun is going to be fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, but Kulikov's in his 30s, I think. Kirill Capri Sun's only 25. And I know you have to serve at some point. So, um, uh, I, I, Minnesota, I agree. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I, I, I hate that they bet it all on Flurry, you know? I'm never going to stop mentioning fucking Kapokokkanen because that was, we're talking about a shitty fucking deal. But, uh, you know, it, we'll see. You know, Flowers been very good up until last season. And last season, I kind of blamed that on Chicago, but I don't know, dude. He's fucking, he's, you know, pushing 40. So maybe he's, you know, got, it's about time he hangs it up. He's always been like a really good player. Well, so maybe he was he on a dog a really, shit. Yeah. Maybe he just had a really steep decline. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell when you're on that dog shit Chicago team. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at the very least, it'll be fun to watch. But I agree. I think they missed the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, and they don't even really have much going for them in the way of draft picks or anything either. I mean, yeah. they have five point seven mil cap space according to Cap Friendly. Not sure if that includes Kulikov or not, because they still show him listed. And I, he was... Uh, so I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah. But, so, they have between 5 and 7 mil cap space. Yep. Uh, I don't think they can add anything significant enough without having to give up something just as significant. Agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's such a tough place to be in for them because even though they do have cap space, I just don't know that they can make a big enough move to make this team good enough. And again, with Flurry, like it, you're, like you said, your make-or-break season is on Marc-Andre Flurry. If he has a great season and he gets you far, fantastic. But if he shits the bed, you're fucked because your backup is Gustafson right now. So good luck, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we both have them missing the playoffs, and I don't think they'll even get a lottery pick because they'll be too good. Yeah, they'll be good enough that they fight for like a wild card spot, but they miss. Uh, let's go next with the Smashville Predators. Get your catfish ready, Gerard. You're gonna start off with this one. Well, I personally love the trade for McDonough. I understand that it was really like an out of necessity for Tampa. But, like, the thing that I love the most about Nashville, shockingly, is the goaltending. Like, UC Soros is really fucking good. And now you have, like, a, a very competent top four around him. Not that they didn't last season, but, you know, top four defensemen is Roman Yossi, Ryan McDonough, Mateus Ekholm, and Dante Fabro. Pretty talented guys, right? So even if you're, if you're doing, like, the Chicago thing and just running two lines... All you really need is moderate goal scoring. So Matt Duchesne had a really good bounce back year last year. Forsberg just resigned, so hopefully he can kind of keep what he's got going. Um, they have some young pieces that I really like. I like Trennan. Um, Obviously, Tanner Janot had a really good season. Um, I think that they're good enough. I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're there yet, though. 
I would say <clears throat> pretty much all the same points you said, <laughs> but the only, like you pretty you capitalized on the predators pretty good. Um, they don't have a lot of cap space. My overall prediction for them for the season is they fire John Hines and they make the playoffs. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, uh, I mean, they got Niederreiter, they got uh, Grandlin, they they can score. They have their scores. Yeah. Roman Yossi, fucking <laughs> shut down defenseman, fucking he'll probably win the Norris next year. He was supposed to win it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan McDonough, I mean, he's fucking expensive, but I mean, it's a solid defense. That's bad. Yeah, for what you get, I and. Mean, He's not going to put up a ton of points, but, I mean, he brings experience. Like, he's a good veteran presence. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's not a liability. And you still got, you got some young guys that he, he can mentor a little bit. I mean... The experience that Ryan McDonough can impart on a Dante Fabro can be mm-hmm. a huge deal. That's a very good point too. You know, um, they even like even Jeremy Lozon. Like he's only twenty five. I don't know why I thought he was older. Um, I, I I really do like the Ryan McDonough trade, and I think that Nashville is a very full team. Um, I I really would like almost kind of want one more piece. You know. Like, if Duchesne can play the way he did, then this could be a very big thing for them. Like, they could absolutely contend. I just don't know if they're there yet, you know? Maybe if Jano kind of steps his game up in this year and, you know, guys like Trennan start, you know, making a little more noise, then maybe it's possible that they're, you know, they're they're past that first step and I haven't realized it yet. But just based off of the way that their roster looks right now, I think that I, they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs. I just don't know that they're there enough to push, push. Like that's something that I will reserve until the you know like halfway through the season point. You know what I mean? Because they could absolutely blow it up this year. I think that the, there's enough tinder there. It's just because we're waiting on the spark. Hold on one second. Um, my earbud fell out right there. But um, and I was thinking about this while you, you were talking too, and. So the, they don't have Pecorino anymore, who was a great goaltender. He was, I mean, I don't think he's Hall of Fame, but no. he was definitely a, a I, don't, I think he was definitely a franchise goaltender. Yeah, he, he never played for another team, if I'm not mistaken. So, and for, I mean, for a lot of teams, like, and current fans, they don't know what it's like to have a franchise goaltender. So, when that leaves, it can make you feel uneasy. But looking from the outside, as not a Predators fan, I think the replacement is just as good as, like, there. there's going to be no fall-off between him and Rene. I don't know if I'd go that far. I will say that you see Saros is... As good, if not, if, if he's not as good, he's a little, he's a little behind Pecorino, but he's also young. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if his highs are going to be as high as Pecorino's. Yeah. 
But he it looks like he has the potential to have that. I also don't know, like, even, let's say, hypothetically, that they're dead even, which I honestly, like, almost want to say is true. Um, UC Soros can still get better, A. And B, I don't know that Nashville ever, like, I'm trying to think if Nashville ever had a team this good while Renee was still playing there. Like, they had, you know, they had pieces back in the day, but, I mean, this is a very well-rounded team. And in terms I mean, of the closest they had was that final they went to. Yeah. I don't know. Were who they play the Penguins? Uh, no, they're not the Penguins. No. Um, San Jose? That was when PK was on the team, right? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I think San Jose went on to play this. So anyway, but yeah. So it not they haven't had a, a team this good since PK has been on the team. It was good enough yeah. to say. Um, Even then, I mean, I know that a lot of the same pieces were there, but I'm just saying, like, in, ter- in PK, in, in PK, in Pecorino's tenure as the goaltender for Nashville, I don't know that I've ever liked a team as much as I like this team. Yeah, um, I like it a lot more now looking at it, but I still don't like John Hunt. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're saying that you think he might get shit canned, there are a couple of the coaches out there looking for jobs. So it's absolutely possible that he decides, or rather, sorry, that Nashville decides we could do better. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, I hit the wrong button there. That's devastating for you. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't think I really missed anything. You didn't. It was just me ranting. Um, Give me two seconds. Hold on. Sorry, I meant to hit mute right there. Uh, or in I disconnected because I was trying to freaking talk to the kids. No, nah, you're good. So back into it. Um, Yeah, I think Heinz gets shaken. They make the playoffs. I don't really – I don't think they can go oh. second round, though, unless Soros is going off. Yeah, this might be um... – like a transitive year for them. So maybe, like you said, they get knocked out for a second round, and then next year they can make a bigger push. I'm curious. Uh, Nashville's a team I'm going to keep my eye on. I'll say that. All right, who's up next? The uh, Blues. The um, Blues. I mean, they kind of think they're in a good spot. They have no cap space. They like they're always in the same realm for me, where it's like even when they won the cup, I wasn't in love with that team, so I can never judge them properly. Um, you know, they got rid of Huso, but uh, I that that trade sucked so hard. A third overall, uh, sorry, third overall would have been worth it. A third round pick for Billy Huso, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. They they decided they were keeping Bennington over Huso. Which is fine. And that was the best trade available. But if it was you, but if it was you, what goaltender would you have gone with? I don't know. I mean, Bennington's got the hardware, but I did not love him last season. And Billy Huso, sorry, correction. No, yeah, Billy Huso. um, He had a great regular season. 
but he kind of shit the bed in the offseason in the postseason. So it's interesting because I think that Vili Huso almost to me seems like a long term option. Because Bennington obviously had tons of success in the postseason, but Vili Huso could have absolutely like learned from how well he how poorly he played in the postseason. Like these young kids sometimes need that sort of experience to get the jitters out. Because after you do two, you know, postseasons in a row, it's like, oh, this is really just like any other game. It's fine. And Bennington has I don't know. I, I Bennington strikes me as very strange. You know, he when he's on, he's on. And in the postseason it seems like he's always on. But like last season, it was like, what's happening here? And then Huso took over, and he just looked stu- like studly. So it was like, oh, whatever. Um, I'll say this, just because I'm looking at it right now. Uh, they're in trouble next season. Cause oh, yeah, this is this is like their window is closing. Yeah, they, they really have to hope that they can make this happen in this season. And another you know example of a team whose defense I really like, but I don't know, like – I, I can never judge this team well. I can't. Um, uh, they'll definitely make the playoffs, but I just don't understand how they do what they do. <laughs> like it just—it never makes sense to me. I guess there's that one team that sometimes people just don't understand. I don't know, but I, I don't—I don't understand the Blues. Yeah, I mean they're—they're they're a hard team to get a read on. I'll give you that. I mean, it—it's like at this point. You think that they're it's the same team that pretty much pretty much the same team that won that cup, but <clears throat> you start to look at it and I mean they added Tory Krug, they have Justin Falk, and those are really two top defensemen in the league overall, but What's stopping everybody from saying that this is the best team in the division? I mean, they still have Bushnevich, uh definitely murdered that. Uh, they have O'Reilly for like Bushnevich. Yeah, uh, definitely killing it with these Russians. I mean, <laughs> Brandon Sad isn't that bad. Uh, yeah. I think as as cliche for us as it is to say. You live and die by the goalie. I mean, they have Bennington and they have Grice, and Grice has never been a terrible goaltender. He's just never been a starter. Yeah. I think that for... Starter quality, I'll say, before somebody goes, oh, he started 45 games in New York. No. He, uh, he's good, but again, he's not, he's not the guy. Ben, he's Bennington, uh, yeah, he's had good seasons, and he's he's a journeyman. He's been to a thousand teams, but I don't know. I I just I can never wrap my head around the Blues, and uh, I think that they'll make the playoffs. They'll I'll say this: they'll probably be like a wild card team, just because I don't know how much I trust Bennington in the regular season now after last season. Um, it's very possible he has, you know, a rebound season. Like, that's – it happens all the time. But just for the time being, I will say, I don't trust him to, to you know, bring them, uh, you know, into a good position. You know, they'll they'll make the wild card. 
and then they'll be in the playoffs. And then, uh, you know what? A bold statement. I'll say first round exit. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I, with the Blues, everything I do is a bold statement because I, I I can never wrap my head around this team. Um, I'll piggyback off you a little bit. I'm going to say they make the playoffs, but a second round exit. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was on the on defense with that. It all depends on who they play and what the fuck, like what spot they get. But I mean, nothing looking at this team says they're definitely missing the playoffs. Yeah. And they're in a weak as fuck division. Yeah. Uh, and last team, the Winnipeg Blue or Jets. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um. I think they miss the playoffs. Really? I, yeah, I don't I don't know. The Winnipeg like looking at their roster Is it I because they know. have bad Wi-Fi? <laughs> I think it's because they have bad everything. No, that's not true. Um No, they got Halo Buck. Hello Buck, he's fucking That's it monster. though. Like I don't really I don't really like anybody else on their team that much if I'm being honest, you know? Like I mean you got like Blake Wheeler, but he's getting up there. You know, Mark Shifley, okay. Ehlers, yeah. But I don't know, dude. Like, it's just never really blown me away. None of the guys on their team have ever been like, ooh, like that's a big one. Like, it's, if you, you know, it's, it's Hellebuck and that's it. It's been hard since that year they lost Truba. Well, Truba, they, they've lost a lot of guys. You know, they lost Lion A. Like, they've had pieces before. Yeah, but they... they was good when he was with them. Yeah, they lost Lion A, but they got Pierre-Luc Dubois in exchange, who's just as good. I don't know. I think he that. might even be a little better. I think Dubois might be a little better. Out of sheer curiosity, I want to look up the numbers, but I don't think you're right. I also think that now that uh, Lion A's on... A, Rocking a line with Johnny Hockey, like there's no yeah, way. Yeah, but we we'll see how that this season goes. But right now, I think Pierre Luc Dubois is a is a slightly better than Patrick Line. I completely disagree with that. Pierre Luc Dubois is good. I'm not taking anything away from him with that. But Patrick Lyonnais' shot is absolutely filthy. I'll say this. Yeah, but he's thinking, he's streaky as fuck. Yeah, but so Pierre-Luc Dubois had 60 points in 81 games. Uh, Lion A had 56 points in 56 games. So I'm thinking that Lion A is going to be better this season, given the fact that he did not have Johnny Hockey last season. Um, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois is obviously, you know, first line for Winnipeg, but who's on that line? Kyle Connor's good. And then. I guess Blake Wheeler. I don't know. I think with how good the league is right now, Winnipeg isn't good enough. Again, full prediction, but I don't think they make the playoffs. I understand that. I think they squeak in. I think they're uh, okay. like a first round exit. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I, I see what you're saying, especially about the division, but I just don't see it. All right. So. Um, and another thing is Winnipeg doesn't even have a ton of draft picks over the next couple of years. Um, yeah. 
I mean, they don't even have a second round pick next, a second, a fourth, or a sixth, but they have two fifths. So, you know, I mean, a second round pick, if you're not that great of a team, yeah. could be a big deal. Let me say this, just another bold prediction, just to spice it up. So, uh, Winnipeg, let's say they have a really piss poor season, right? You know, it doesn't go well. They're, you know, kind of sitting towards the end of the... I'm not saying there'll be a top, you know, contender for the first overall, but I'll say this. If you're Winnipeg and, you know, at the end of... Uh, or you're at the deadline and it's really not going well for you, uh, you think you trade Hallibuck? No. No? I think you do. I don't think you do, because you still need to sell season tickets. Yeah, but you have, like, you have the names to do that. Like, Blake Wheeler's been with the team, fuck, a long-ass time since he came from the Bruins. All right, so, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say you would do it this year, but maybe next year. Okay. I just don't, I, I think that it's, it's, for Winnipeg, it might be start time to start looking, you know, to sell. Unless they blow the doors off this season, I mean, who knows? I think, honestly, I think they're going to be towards the low end of the league. All right, so you said they missed the playoffs? Definitely. Yeah. All right, and I'm going to say they're like a first-round exit team. Yeah, ready. And I think that wraps up the Central Division for us, which, you know what, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I'll admit, when I was like, oh, the Central Division, we're going to talk about Arizona, and then that's it. I, ah. I didn't give this division enough credit. I you know the central division is interesting. You know, there's a lot. First off, they have the Stanley Cup winners in there. Um, I think Dallas is a really fun team to watch. I like Minnesota. I wish there was a little more going on. And then Nashville, they're just a very well-rounded team. So the central is better than you think. It's just that obviously being East Coasters, we're a little biased. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, well, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, so now we get to take a fifteen-minute break and start all over again <laughs> and talk about uh, <laughs> what are we? Uh, we're doing the Atlantic, yeah. Yeah, so we will see you next time for the Atlantic Division. Until next time, have a good dump. Oh.